Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Kate and I are very, very excited today for Amy Pomensky, who is a beloved New Truth VIP and <laughs> beloved friend. I'm back. So, so, so excited for the very special announcement that Amy wrote a book. Amy wrote a book and we're going to talk about Amy's book today as well as talking about why re how to reclaim your feminine energy to attract high quality love and we I actually think I forget about this because so so much of what happens like Kate just feels like she's been in my life forever like Amy there's a little bit of that too she's like oh yeah Amy like she's just always been my friend <laughs> like always been in my life whereas the truth is we actually all met at um an event together it was January 2020 which is insane now and wasn't that long ago. Um, but another reason why when you're in your heart, when you're in your soul's truth, you know, we always come back to you just naturally attract aligned friendships. And Amy, you have been that for us. We are so happy for you. And the VIP on the new truth, Amy has had several amazing, powerful episodes on the new truth. And we hope you'll go back to listen to all of those. And of course, Amy, will talk a little bit about your story too, because I'm sure it's embedded in the inspiration for your book. But why don't we just go ahead and begin with you talking about your book, like the name and, and why it matters to you that it's out in the world at this time. Mm. First, thank you for having me back. It's such an honor to be here. And I love sharing space with both of you. I have such a deep love and respect and appreciation for each of you individually. And then when we get to come together and create magic like this, it's amazing. And I love that we've been on our podcast journeys for the same amount of time. I started the Feminine Frequency three plus years ago. It's about to be four years, right? And same. you guys are on the same same path and not that many people stick with it for that long. And I really feel your devotion to your mission and your message. And we have so much alignment, even though we teach in different ways and have our own magic to share. Like we, I feel such a deep resonance and I think that's why it feels so, so easy. Um, and so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for creating this space for me to share this you know, creation that's been two years in the making. I started writing the book, The Feminine Way, in October of 2021, when my yeah. intuition brought me here to Asheville, North Carolina from San Diego. And um, this book is about reclaiming your feminine energy so that you can create a life of vitality, a life of radiance, a life of alignment for your soul. And I think there's a lot of conversation about masculine and feminine polarity when it comes to relationships 
And there's not a lot of information about how, as women, we can reconnect to our own feminine energy. And the purpose of this journey is not just to be more in your feminine all the time. It's actually to come into inner union, into inner harmony with your masculine and feminine energy so that you can thrive. And what I see a lot in my work is that women are in survival mode. They are burnt out. They are depleted. They are depressed. They feel disconnected from who they truly are. And they've been operating in more of a hyper-masculine paradigm, which is influenced by patriarchal programming and religion. And so that takes us further and further away of our, from our authentic truth. And what the feminine way does is it allows us to come back home to ourselves. And that's what I hear time and time again from my clients through the embodiment work that we do, through the teachings of the feminine way is like, I feel like I have come home to myself. And that's the greatest gift that I can give and offer any woman is the tools to be able to reconnect with herself. And, you know, for me, that meant going from a life living with depression and chronic health issues and a lot of digestive issues and challenges in relationships and, you know, being married and getting divorced. And it, the, these tools that I teach in the book are really what guided me back home to myself and what what I believe are universal principles that are here that every woman can have access to, to come home to herself. Love it. God, and so, so for the women listening who just don't even know what masculine and feminine energy is, I'm sure that they related to feeling burnt out and exhausted and, and all of that. But how, how do you define the difference between masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it can be confusing because the term masculine, a lot of times we just associate in our mind with male and the term feminine can be associated with female. So there's other words that we can use to connect with this concept. Um, there's yin and yang. So yin is the feminine, yang is the masculine. There's Shiva and Shakti. Um, Shakti is the feminine, Shiva is the masculine. Um, these are from ancient traditions, from Hindu traditions, from tantric traditions. And essentially the concept is that within each human, no matter what gender we are, we have this duality of masculine and feminine energy. And not just within each of us as humans, but within the planet, like within nature, we have these energies, we see them very clearly. So the, the description of what masculine energy is, is more of doing energy. And it's very important. The masculine energy holds the structure. It's very organized. It's focused. It's goal oriented. It's action oriented. The feminine energy is flow, it's being, it's intuition, it's nourishment, it's creativity, it's abundance. And so we can see that all of these qualities are necessary for us to be in, in motion moving forward in our lives and also to create sustainability with our health and with our vitality. So if we go too far into the masculine then that's where we end up feeling depleted, burnt out, depressed, disconnected. When we go too far into the feminine, we feel ungrounded, we feel chaotic, we feel stagnant, right? And when we can bring these two energies into harmony, that's when we can feel really sovereign and whole within ourselves. 
Now, the problem is, is that our culture, our society at large for the last 2000 plus years has been operating in more of the hyper-masculine paradigm. We are so focused on the traditional pathway to success of like, get married at a certain age, you know, get a really good job, save for retirement, maybe take a few vacations a year, have kids. And then, you know, that's pretty much what the path is. And while there's nothing specifically wrong with that path for a lot of people, it feels really stressful. It feels really overwhelming. And there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves as women to be all of the things, to do all of the things, to be like men, even to be successful. And in doing that, we lose our connection to our body. We lose our connection to our hearts, to our souls, to our wombs. And that's where we are in this current day and age but we're seeing a big shift. And that's why this book is so relevant right now, because we are in the time of a great awakening. We're in the time of the feminine rising, which means that in the collective energy of the planet, that the feminine is coming back to help replenish and nourish a lot of the damage that has been done on an individual level and with our planet. So we're in a really fast paced changing time. And understanding these concepts can be really supportive to help you to navigate all of the changes that are happening. So important to have that clarification. And I want to add, because this was something that was a big deal for me in my healing around masculine and feminine energy, is there, it's not something of what it looks like, right? Like I remember when I did yoga teacher training, we had a, one of the sessions was to take selfies and then do like, what does a yoga teacher look like? It looks like me. Like, and I want to offer, like, what does a feminine woman look like? Go take a picture of yourself. Like, it looks like you, you know? And I think social media has made it seem that it's you, you know, especially with the polarity teachings, you know, that you always are functioning a certain way or you look a certain way rather than what I'm hearing you say. It's about our way of being, right? The way a woman connects with herself, right? The way she prioritizes her soul, her body, her heart as much as she prioritizes her goals and passions and things that she's doing out in the world. Um, Cause I feel strongly to not call masculine survival mode also. Right. Um, there's a lot of un unhealthy expressions of each of these energies or extreme expressions of each of these energies. And I love that it sounds like the feminine way is the very like practical map of how to come home to yourself and how to reclaim this energy in a way that doesn't feel like you have to change who you are, right? Because I hear that from so many of my high powered you know, women, right. Or like, why well, don't I, it's hard for me to just like, what do you mean? I'm supposed to just sit around. And it's like, nope, no one's telling you to stop being productive and, and powerful in your life, but it's, you're going to source your power from inside yourself. And, and for me, that's also been a difference in the healing and my feminine energy. Like I know how to go to me first rather than what do other people think I should do? Or what does Instagram say a feminine woman is, or you know, what's the dating tip and trick? Like that's so much of why we did the new truth too. Cause it's a natural way of saying you actually do have all the answers without it being cliche. I'm wondering if you could talk about that, like what sourcing it. Cause this is something, I mean, 
crazy to say we've only actually been friends for three or four years if we met in 2020. Um, but what I have watched you do, Amy, like over and over again, is gonna make me cry because I am deeply inspired by this. Um, to go internal first. Like I've watched you make decisions over and over that do not make sense, that are not because someone told you to do it, but like you really go in first. And like that to me is the feminine way. Like a woman coming home to herself means she let goes of the shoulds and supposed tos and stops asking everybody else for advice. Um, and, and so can you tell me, yeah, like talk just about what that like inner guidance, you know, has been like for you. Mm, thank you. Everything you just shared was so potent. And yeah, in, in the book, we talk about a lot of the misconceptions of the feminine of like the ideas that the feminine means that she's weak or she's lazy or submissive right. and that she needs to look a certain way, like a goddess or a priestess and needs to dress a certain way. And really like the intention of connecting with your feminine energy is to bring more pleasure more aliveness, more vitality versus just going through the motions and doing the mundane, like just doing the things that you're supposed to do versus doing the things that make you feel lit up and make you feel like you love your life, like you are turned on to life. And when I say that, it doesn't mean that we're always going to be in this like bubbly, playful, pleasure-filled state. It's actually about feeling the full spectrum of your aliveness, which includes feeling the grief and the pain and being able to navigate that. And then also experiencing the, the joy and the bliss and the pleasure. And like, that's what we're here for. Like, I truly believe that we're not here just to go through the motions, right. And just to be in survival mode. So yeah, to come back to, to your question, the, the first throughout the book, I teach it through a few different lenses. Um, there are seven different feminine codes, which are essentially principles that help you to unlock your own feminine energy. And the first one is called deepening devotion. And that has been the key to unlock my deepest truth. And I start there because that is the pathway to listening to your soul. So deepening devotion is about tuning into your soul each and every day and connecting with yourself on a soul level. Because when you are doing that, you can actually feel in your body and you can like sense what is my truth versus what do my family want for me? What does society want for me? What does my job want for me? What does my partner want for me? It's like, okay, what do I want and what do I need and what brings me joy and what feels true for me? When you're navigating life from that as your GPS, everything changes. And I it, it is a process of letting things go, the shoulds, the thing, the parts of yourself that you have been pretending to be. I talk a lot about the good girl programming in my work where it's like, okay, you know, I came from a religious background upbringing, uh, very conservative. There were parts of me that were very suppressed and I, I really had to reclaim those parts of myself. But in order to do that, I had to let go of what other people think about me. And I had to come so deeply into what is my truth and who am I and who do I want to be and how do I want to live my life? And yes, there were some people that fell away, but 
in that space of reconnecting with who I am and following my truth, I have, like you said before, like magnetized and attracted incredible people who are so much more in alignment with my values, with like what, what brings me joy and what lights me up. And so time and time again, there have been times where I've had to let go of different parts of me and different, even like where I used to live. I lived in San Diego, similar to Kate. I, I followed my heart and I moved across the country to Asheville, North Carolina. I didn't even know what Asheville was before, like earlier that year. And like my soul guided me here. And the only way that I was able to do that was deep, deep devotion on a daily basis to connecting Mm -hmm. with my soul. And that might sound very vague of like, okay, what does that mean to connect with your soul on a daily basis? Right. It requires us to get quiet. It requires us to connect through meditation, through prayer, through journaling, through being in nature, through dancing and movement, whatever your form of connection looks like, that's what it requires. And it is a daily practice of staying connected to that. Mm, Yeah. I think that that's one of the benefits of retreats of is women who are listening, who don't know this place inside of themselves. You've got to go on retreat. And there's so many different types. You lead retreats. I lead retreats. One day, Catherine and I will lead retreats. Um, But there are so many places you can, you can do that now and going and gathering, whether it's a yoga retreat or a meditation Vipassana thing or a Kundalini experience or a dance thing or an immersion or whatever it is, it's when you leave your day-to-day, like it's sometimes women, and I feel like this was me back in the day, I, I did a lot of personal development and it was really in my head until I think I mean, I, I still grew a lot, but eight, eight or nine years ago, I went on a retreat to the South of France and it was all about Mary Magdalene journey. And I didn't know anything about Mary Magdalene other than I went to church when I grew up and it was like, she was a hooker or whatever like prostitute. I, I only knew that story. I didn't know that in the South of France, she's very highly revered as a teacher of love. And she has a lineage of teachers of love. It comes from a lineage of that. And And I went on this spiritual retreat and it completely allowed me to experience my soul and myself in the deepest way. And from that point on moving forward at home, I was able to find that place inside of myself or connect with that place inside of myself because I left my day to day. I think that so many women, if you live full time in your head and you've lived full time in your head for a long time, leaving your day to day and actually going on retreat somewhere. So, and that can even be by yourself, you know, in a camper or in a tent somewhere in the wilderness, like actually connecting and learning how to connect with yourself in community makes it so much easier to be able to come back home and find that place inside of yourself when you're alone. Um, because I know that's a, a big struggle for a lot of women who start this journey is like trying to connect and that it's so much easier to connect for some people when you're away from that, when you're away from your day-to-day, the world around you that reflects who you think you are. And when you're in a new environment with that's cultivating and helping you connect with these parts. The feminine is the space, right? And, and here we are, we're talking about attracting high quality love. Like so many women need to fill the space. Right. Like I, I, I offer, you know, you know, you're afraid of intimacy when you can't handle 
moments of silence in a conversation, right? Or you can't just breathe with the person sitting across the table from you. And so I love the very practical um, things you just listed, Amy, to remind us that it is the feminine is the body, but you didn't even say that earlier, like masculine is mind, feminine is body, right? Masculine's the sun energy, feminine's the moon. And so making space in our life and how many women will make excuses for why they can't, right? And they need to take a week away. And I know for me, I mean, even in motherhood, it's funny. Um, Let me tell you, if someone told me like self-care as a mother, it's like, I want to scream when someone says self-care to me Um, because my whole world is different now. But if someone, someone invited, can you take space? My whole body, like my body could resonate with that statement over quote unquote self-care, like in the name of self-care, because then it just feels like another thing for us to do, right? Versus what you're offering, you know, here's what, when you live these practices or make the space to listen to your soul every single day, answers come from within and then life doesn't have to seem so hard, right? It's hard because we're looking for answers outside of ourselves. We're looking for someone else to give us a blueprint of who we should be. Like part of what I'm also loving right now is, is the three of us are such completely different women, right? And like, that's something I'm loving about watching my daughter. It's like, I get to see the manifestation of love as it comes through her and every day be like, she's so different from me. <laughs> like, she's so cool. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm receiving the gifts from her. Cause I, I feel like I also saw Amy, you um, maybe had another ep- podcast episode or wrote about women comparing themselves to other women or like jealousy. I'm wondering if you could speak to what happens when a woman's at home in herself and, and living the feminine way what happens to her relationships to other women um, as a result of, of this embodiment? Mm. Yeah. I'll share from my own personal journey. I used to really struggle with my relationships with other women. And I also used to live in my head. I had a really loud inner critic, constantly overthinking things, taking things personally, uh, lots of insecurities around my body, feeling really sensitive, like with, with different relationship dynamics. And I really struggled with my relationships with women pretty much for my whole life until I went through my, my spiritual awakening when I was 27 and went through like really tuning into these feminine principles. And when we're in those insecurities, we are often projecting judgment and we are projecting, like we're protecting ourselves. So it's very hard to create deep, intimate relationships when you're like, oh, I don't know if I can trust this person or, oh, I feel like they're better than me. So I don't, I'm unworthy of being in the space with these types of women. I don't feel good enough to share what I'm thinking or to share how I'm feeling or who even cares what I'm thinking or feeling because like, why does it matter? Like that's what happens when we're coming from these toxic outdated programs of comparison and competition. And these are taught to us in school. They're taught to us in the dance studios. They are taught to us on the sports fields. They are taught to us from our mothers, from watching reality TV shows. The bachelor, like, I was just gossip, thinking gossip. Like it, it's so that's how we've learned to, to relate to relate. other women. Right. And that is an outdated paradigm that is not rooted in love. It's rooted in fear. It's rooted in judgment and disconnection. And it's an illusion because we are all so much more similar than we think. 
as I started to come home to myself and deepen my self-love, my self-worth, connection to who I really am authentically, not who I was trying to be to fit in. And when I really came to that place of deep vulnerability with myself, feeling my emotions, um, sharing what authentically was going on in my life. And at the time I was going through a divorce and I was really, you know, just leaning in for support. And it, it felt like, I say this often about this part of my journey, it literally felt like women came out of the woodworks, like women came out of nowhere. Like I was like, where are all these incredible sisters and women coming from who I feel deeply seen by? And I had never felt that in my life, but I wanted it so badly. And it was a reflection of how I was being with myself, how I was relating to myself. And intimacy is into me, you see, like I could only let them see me if I was being real and vulnerable with myself. And so that's what the feminine is. It's like living in your heart. It's this softness. It's this openness and not softness as in weakness. It's like this, this exhale of like, this is who I am, right? This is who I am. And I still get to have discernment and boundaries. Like not everyone gets to be in the softest parts of my heart. Like I get to still be in that, that discernment of who do I want to open to and what feels aligned for me, but creating deep, intimate friendships has been with women has been one of the greatest gifts, both for me professionally and personally and relationally, because having sisterhood when you're in a relationship, it takes away the pressure of like your partner having to be everything and everyone for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Is there a, a feminine principle from the seven in your book around this piece, like around intimacy or sisterhood? So one of the principles is around emotional alchemy, which is Mm. about cultivating a connection with your maybe darker or more uncomfortable shadowy emotions that we all have and learning how to process those emotions in a healthy way, um, not just intellectualize them in our mind, like we learn in therapy and in a lot of personal development, we learn mindset tools, which are great. But this is actually how do we alchemize the energy that's stuck in our bodies and transmute that and to really be more open and loving and more authentic. And so that's one of the processes that we walk through. And then really the the aspect of feminine embodiment, which is another code, which is like living as your authentic self, being your authentic self relating to life through the body versus through your mind. Oh, this feels good. Okay. I'm going to move towards that. Oh, that doesn't feel good in my body. Okay. I know in my, in my body, like that's a no for me. Right. And so these are some of the principles, but then the integration of all of the feminine codes, like the, the integration of this, like we're not meant to do it alone. And so there is an aspect throughout the book where I talk about sisterhood and where, where it's like in order to thrive as women, we're meant to do it in community. So whether that's through, you know, going to retreats like Kate shared, being part of group coaching programs, like I've met some of my my greatest sisters through personal growth experiences in communities versus just sitting at home doing my own thing by myself. Yeah. 
we all met at a workshop. <laughs> the three yeah. of us. <laughs> I think so many people think like this is all about like learning to love yourself is like you meaning you have to be by yourself. And it's like you do have to learn to be in relationship with yourself and to feel connection, whether you're alone or not. Like it's really about being you everywhere you go, including when you're with yourself, but also in community is, I mean, everything for women. And I'd love, well, I have a couple of things I'd love to hear you talk about. One is like, that the origin of women like gathering and that like to me that is why this is it feels like women coming up against patriarchy and trying to fight for our rights we threw the baby out with the bathwater. we abandoned ship and the feminine women from since the beginning of time have been gathering and have been doing everything together in community while the men are off hunting and we are singing and raising children and you know of the earth together and connected to the earth too and um so just would love to hear your take on that and and then i also want to bring it back to attracting high quality love and dating like dating from the masculine depleted woman who's you know trying to find love versus dating from the feminine way mm, yeah beautiful I mean, I think you just spoke to the the core of it. Like we are community-based beings. We are not meant to be in isolation. We're not meant to do it all alone, especially, you know, Catherine just had a baby. Like we're supposed to be doing motherhood in community and um, we're not supposed to be doing even things like business on our own. Like having community, having support, having connection is so, so important. And this is ancient tradition. Like the beginning of my book, I share like this information as you read it is not new. It is a remembrance. And as you read this, it is your soul remembering the truth of what is as a woman, as a feminine being, like these are all parts of us that have been disregarded, that have been forgotten, and we are coming home to them. So yes, to women growing and, and thriving in community rather than, than on our own. And it's ancient. This is ancient wisdom that is returning. Yes. Love Mm -hmm. that. And then the feminine way dating. Oh my goodness. Versus the masculine paradigm. (laughs) And any stories you have like of you dating before and you dating now. Yeah. I mean, I can share about it from a few different lenses. I'll share about it like in relationship and what has changed for me over time. I shared earlier that I, I was married in my early twenties and I got divorced when I was 27. And in that marriage, I was so in my masculine. I was so disconnected from my heart. I was in my head a lot. I was constantly like in doing mode. I was in the beginning phases of starting my business. I was very focused on my work. And I would remember, I remember that my, my husband at the time would come home from work and I would just be like, I'm cooking, I'm doing the next thing. I'm doing the next thing. And it was so hard for us to drop in and actually connect because I was so in my masculine and, you know, it, relationships take two people. So I'm not like, oh, this was all on me being in my mask. And there are many different layers to why that relationship ended. Um, But really in that relationship, I had so much anxiety and so much doubt and so much uncertainty, whether I was in the right relationship. And so I was constantly in my mind and 
I wasn't deeply connected to who I was on a soul level. And so it, it really created a lot of disconnect in our, in our partnership. And as I deepened my connection to myself, I, I realized that that relationship was no longer in alignment for me. Now, had I been connected to my feminine energy and to my heart and to my soul going into that relationship, I would have known very clearly early on that it was not in alignment for me. I actually knew before I got married that it wasn't in alignment for me. My intuition was screaming at me, but I wasn't listening. And so dating from the feminine way is about listening to your truth, not focusing on, oh, what does this person think about me? Do they like me? Are they pursuing me? It's like, oh, how does this feel for me when I'm on this date? How does my body feel when I'm dating? Do I feel like a deep resonance with this person? Do I feel good around this person? Like we can't really sense that when we're in our mind, focusing on all the dating rules and focusing on our insecurities and what this person should be doing. It's more like, are you in your body? Are you present? Are you connected to your truth as you are exploring dating? And when we're approaching dating from that place, I feel like it it takes this idea of like, it it, com- it comes back to more of an energetic alignment versus like someone's doing something like wrong. It's just like, oh, is this person right for me? Like, does this feel right versus the overanalyzing and overthinking yeah. it, which is, which is huge. So I would say that's the biggest aspect. And then if we go even deeper into physical intimacy, like the level of physical and emotional intimacy that I am able to experience with my partner now is like a hundred times more than what I've experienced in my marriage. Like complete shift in how I'm able to relate, whether that's through eye contact, through breath, through deep conversations, through sharing my emotions without projecting. Like there's so many things that I'm getting to experience now in this partnership that I could never have experienced if I was solely in my masculine most of the time. And so much of the story is women will say to themselves, it's like, I just need the right partner in order to have this experience in my body, right? Or women who get hooked into great sex, but there's no emotional intimacy and their person's toxic, but then they, they can't let go, um, or obsessing about other people. Right. Like, I mean, I've been, I've seen it all. And as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about the power of like the true new truth message, which is all of it is you, right? Like you can only experience the depth of connection with another person as it relates to how deeply connected you are to yourself. And it's not about, I mean, the fairy tale says, all I have to do is find the right partner to have the love and pleasure and ecstasy and magic that I crave rather than I am the magic. I am the ecstasy. I am the pleasure. And, you know, it's funny to me, I definitely would not have said to you, like I was in my feminine. However, I moved to Hawaii for a month and I was, I wrote a love song to myself and I was wearing flowers in my hair and I was the most relaxed I'd ever been. And that's when I met my husband and almost, I mean, I'm coming up on almost 10 years with Andrew now. Um, and I can say without a doubt, 
the magic in my relationship is directly proportional to how I'm, how I, Catherine, am bringing herself in the relationship, right? And what, when I think of this, the feminine way in dating, it's that women stop looking to a man to give them something, right? You're so, everything you're saying, you're so rooted in yourself that you don't need to Google red flags, <laughs> right? Like, you don't, you don't need to ask your friends what they think about your partner because it's just, you can't not listen, right? I love what you just, you know, the vulnerability of what you just shared of like, yeah, if I had been connected to myself, I would have seen very quickly, you know, this person's not aligned with me. Um, and that's like my hope for women and why I can't wait for everyone to get their hands on this book of like the the angst, right? I'm sure you see it with your clients too. Kate and I talk about this with our clients all the time. Like so many women are in angst, like, uh, like, cause they're looking for things outside of themselves. And I've had, I've had clients, the vulnerability of them saying, you know, I totally get the part of me that's coming to you. Cause I want to be told what to do. Right. Um, and I think where I would love where I'm going with this next is about what personal power um, and what shared power in a relationship looks like when you have marriage within yourself or at home with yourself, because most of the polarity teachings I'm seeing or um, so many women afraid to step into their power is because they don't know what shared power in a relationship is, right? And they attack the man's vulnerability. I mean, lots of women judge men's vulnerability, right? Like if you're an, in um, upset with your own feminine energy, you'll reject it in, in a man, but then tell yourself you want that <laughs> from him, right? But then judge him. Um, but I really think there's there's a magic in what it means to be powerful. I wonder if you could speak to that, Amy, like, and what shared power in your partnership actually looks like now, Um rather than the damsel, right? The princess that needs to let down her hair. So the knight in shining armor comes and rescues her. Like very few women understand that feminine's actually power. Mm, right? Yeah, so well said. Yeah, the word that I love to anchor in here is sovereignty. Like two individual sovereign, whole, complete beings coming together in relationship. And instead of looking for the other person to validate you or to make you feel good and happy inside, it's like, oh, that's my job. That is my responsibility to show up for my practices, to do, take care of my health, to like be connected to myself so that I can bring that not only for myself, but to the relationship. And so we're no longer giving our power away. Oh, like, does he want this? Or how does, how should I be in order to have my partner be attracted to me? No, it's like, I am a whole and complete being and we come together and together we expand and support each other. You know, recently I've been hearing a lot of, and feeling into this, even in my relationship, but hearing a lot of people being like, oh, relationships are here for, for deeper healing. And yes, they are. But when we can come to a relationship and you can do this in a relationship, you can reconnect to yourself and show up differently in your relationship. You don't have to break up and then like start over. Like you can do this in a relationship. And when we come to our relationships from that whole and complete place, we no longer have to be constantly processing with our partner and constantly in this like healing our wounded selves all of the time through our partnership and being these great mirrors for each other. Like, yes, there are times where we get to address conflict, but like for the most part, 
it gets to be loving and fun, fun. And, <laughs> and pleasurable and like expansive. And we get to expand each other's capacity to share love outside. Like one of our core principles in my relationship is like, and our vision is that our love inspires others, right? Like that comes from him loving himself, me loving myself, taking care of ourselves in the way that we need to, and coming together to share love, which inspires others, right? So that's a whole different place of like, that's shared power, right? Shared responsibility versus like giving your power away to the the man and the partnership and giving your power away to your emotions. Like that's a huge one is when we get caught up in our, yes. our anxiety or when we get caught up in our, in our projections, it's like we give our power away in that space. So, so powerful. powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much. I feel like the personal development world, people then become so addicted to processing and tra- the trauma and the healing and the healing and the trauma and the processing. And it's a never ending rabbit hole. Like we get to feel good and it's closer than you could ever imagine. It's already inside. Like Catherine and I always talk about how women are trying, trying to do all these things to feel more worthy, to, to you know, get love, to feel worthy, lose weight, to feel worthy, whatever, do whatever to feel more worthy. And yet all you have to do is learn how to start living from your worth, which is really everything you're talking about. And all these principles of your book is like learning how to live from your worth and how to devote your life to yourself so that you get to have a nourishing life. It, including when you're feeling grief, including when you're going through hard times. Like it's, it's very different when you're in relationship with yourself, when you have, when you know how to support yourself, when you're surrounded by people who love and support you, it's very different when hard things happen in life, when you have, when you're coming from this place within yourself and you're in relationship to your feelings, which is such a big part of the feminine as well. Like when you're in touch with your feelings and listening to your intuition, you are you operating very differently in life and, and you can handle so much more. So relationship ruptures, relationship, everything that arises, you can handle so much more when you're devoted to your relationship with you first. Mm, Yeah. As I'm, as I'm sitting here, okay. I'm just having a little bit of a flashback of how many times like prior to this relationship, I've like called you when I'm like going through a breakup or going through like challenges with dating and like just yeah leaning into sisterhood support and just feeling how like all of those experiences were necessary and all of those experiences were part of my journey to where I am today and like we all get to have this deep love with a partner and it starts with this deep love within ourselves and I think that's really what the new truth you know, stands for and what the feminine way is all about. Yes. And the reminder, cause we say it and I, I just want to like bring it back. Cause I've, I mean, I'm in each of your worlds so I can speak to the integrity that I'm witnessing in both of you, but this experience of it is a practice. Yes. Like the, the, and I love the, the first principle is like the deep devotion, Amy, right. First one that, you can't like I I understood for myself at least many years ago that the healthy masculine actually was my commitment. 
like the commitment to the practices, like the energy that brought me to my yoga mat, that brought me to the meditation cushion, that brought me to my journal when my mind unhealthy masculine mind is like, but you have all these things to do and other people are more important than you. And what are you going to do? Like that, that containment and structure to make the space for my daily practice is the unwavering thing that so many women don't want to do. And like, that's what I want to kind of speak to like the healthy masculine in yourself. It's like, if you can't keep promises to yourself, set boundaries, maintain commitments to yourself, right? Have structure to your time. That's an un- that's an unhealthy masculine. Don't call yourself masculine. That's actually not like that's, that's all you're all over the place. Um, cause the, the thing that I feel re like I feel in my body, like re-energized even in this conversation to like, remember why I do the practices and, if I may, in a meditation many years ago, when I was figuring out what the fuck feminine energy, because I was someone who was like, like, you know, like big survival mode, did not have a healthy mother or expression of the feminine. It does not come like my experience of Kate is like the playfulness and lightheartedness and open heartedness actually comes naturally to her. Like that's just who she is. Whereas I actually had to work like I really have to work and be conscious about bringing that um, in my life. But in a meditation and movement practice, I heard a voice that said, the feminine is for you. And I found myself, I mean, it brought me to my knees because I was like so much of dating teaching around the feminine is that it's for him, right? Do Mm -hmm. this so that you get a partner, so that X, Y, Z happens rather than the message I hear loud and clear in your book, Amy, is actually that like the feminine is for you. This is for you to be vital, to be alive, to be in love. This is your gift. And like, that's what the two things I want to bring home, like the commitment to the daily practice and that anything you're doing with an attachment to someone liking you, falling in love with you, looking cool on the internet, <laughs> you know, like dress, wearing something you think you're supposed to, because that makes you more feminine will be out of integrity with this energetic principle that runs through every woman on the planet that runs through the earth that is ancient and doesn't even belong to any of us like it's the thread that pulses right through all human beings and through the planet and we do the practices to to touch right that stream of energy and i'm so grateful to just hear, I mean, you, you are the embodiment of your book. Like even as you're talking, right? Like we're all transported into the frequency, right? The feminine frequency is your podcast. Like you, you are it. And I pray that every woman lives from this level of integrity in herself, that you don't try to be like Amy or try to be like Kate, you know, it's, or try to be like Catherine. It's the, what is my expression? Like, what does the feminine look like in me? Right. How do I live? from the truth of who I am, because that's the feminine way. Mm, Yes, so well said. Yeah, what you just shared about like the the discipline or the masculine of showing up for your practices, a lot of women really struggle with that. And within the deepening devotion principle, I talk about this concept of discipline versus devotion. And so a lot of us have resistance to discipline because of how we were raised, our school systems, strict parents, religion. And so we reject that masculine structure and we want to rebel. 
the essence of devotion is from the heart. It's like, what do I deeply desire in my life? And if I want that, how do I get to show up in deep devotion to my practices, mm. to myself? And it, it it's the same thing, but it's like coming from the heart instead of the mind. And instead of that, like inner critic that puts pressure on ourselves and shames ourselves when we don't show up perfectly. Right. So I, I love that you shared that. And yeah, this is such a, such a gift to be able to, to share about these codes and about this process. And thank you for this reflection that you offered of being the embodiment of this work. And it similar to you, like the reason why I wrote this book and the reason why these teachings are part of such a big part of my life is because I had to learn them in order to become who I am today. And I had to keep practicing them and I get to keep showing up for them. Like, this isn't just like I woke up feeling in harmony with my masculine and feminine. No, like this is my life's work. So yeah, thank you for seeing that. Is there anything you want to say like that, that we haven't been able to say about your book before we do the practical, how they can get it? <laughs> mm, I'll just share that along with the book. So in the book, I teach, share a lot of personal stories as well as client stories and practical tools like steps of how to deepen your connection with the feminine. I also have recorded some guided meditations and embodiment practices that go along with the book that you get for free when you have the book. So I recommend that if you are going to get this book, that you also make sure to do the practices because it is very, very different listening to a podcast and reading a book and taking in information than actually feeling it in your body and experiencing it for yourself. That's where you're going to have some of the biggest breakthroughs. So yes, like the book is amazing and it's the practices and taking what you're reading and putting it into practice. And one of the things that I've found with myself, you know, I've read hundreds of personal development books that sometimes we'll just like read through them as if they're like another thing on the checklist. Well, that's a very masculine mm -hmm. way that we do things. We're like, I'm going to finish this book and then I'm going to get to the next one, or I'm just going to get through this. And my invitation for you is to read the book in the feminine way is to slow down, like do the practices, do the journaling prompts, like mm -hmm. actually use this because that's how you're going to get the most out of this and how it's really going to transform your life. So that's what I would uh, offer for, for everyone. I'm going to add, read it in your hammock if you have one or your comfiest chair so that you're <laughs> in that real feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And then my a, bu a bunch of my clients in my reclamation program are doing a book club right now and they're loving it. So I'm going to invite them to, to do it. Maybe we'll bring you in for a little cameo, um, but definitely do a book club. For those of you listening, there's a new truth movement Facebook group. If you're not already in there, join it and start a book club, start a feminine way book club, because then you can keep each other accountable. Yeah. Pretty beautiful practices. So love it. Ooh, anything else you want to share about the book or anything else you have on the go? Mm, I feel complete. I feel like we did a really beautiful job at tapping into the essence of the book. Of course, like there's so much depth to it and there's so much that we can't cover in one conversation, but that's kind of the the magic of it. You get to read it and experience it and like hold it in your hands and get to really receive, receive the wisdom there. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
We'll post the link everywhere. Um, but if you want to say it right now, um, please do for where they can can purchase and then get these free gifts from you. Yeah. So if you are listening to this the week after November 11th, 2013, you can find it on Amazon. You can also find the book on my website, amynatalieco.com slash the feminine way. Or if you just go to amynatalieco.com, there'll be a tab that says book and you can order it there. And then one other thing to consider is getting a copy for a girlfriend of yours or for Mm. your mom or for a sister, like share this magic, Mm -hmm. share this love. Like this is how this energy gets to expand and transform your life and also your community and the women around you. So yes, spread the love. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Love. I love that. I, I know we, you and I just had a conversation a few months, probably, I guess like six months ago now, um, or four months ago or something on the podcast, but I, um, I love sharing the story of how we met at that event and we only met at the very end and it was your feminine energy that pulled me in. You were just like, so, and I could feel your softness in your heart. You were just like this mesmerizing creature across the room. And I, the event was over and I just went up to you and complimented you. And then here we are four years later, soul sisters. So it is that the frequency I, I'm going to end with this in it, it. You are the embodiment of it and the frequency of your, the power of your feminine and energies. You don't have to work so fucking hard because it's a frequency. And when you're in the frequency, life works for you. Like the universe is working for you. Everything you desire is going to come to you. You don't have to go find it. So when you're dating from the frequency, just enjoy the experience. When you're going for dinner from the frequency, just enjoy the experience. That's what it's all about. And life does the heavy lifting for you. And yeah, that's, that's my experience of you. So thank you so much for sharing this And I can't wait for women all over the world to read this book. Me too. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Love you. Love you. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.